Welcome back to Women of AB Poly. I'm your host, Deirdre Mitchell McLean. And I'm your often frozen on screen co host, <laughs> Kathleen Smith, AKA Kiki Planet. Oh, and we are, we're coming straight off the heels of International Women's Day. And we started to have some conversation before we hit record. So we had to stop and hit record because we don't want to miss yes. any of this. This is good stuff. Um, we have two guests with us here today. Stephanie Wolf and Karen Johnson Diamond. And Hello. they, you guys do quite a few things together. Yeah, we're kind of in each other's pockets all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Call each other at 1137. Hey, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> it's 1am. I'm texting you. I'm we don't get a call anything. Do we don't know anything leave. about oh, that, do we, Deirdre? Right. That right. never happens to us. I'm like putting the text in thinking she'll get this in the morning and I get a response and it's like yeah. 2 a.m. And if for another hour, I know it's insanity. It's pre, pre, uh, or perimenopausal texting routine. Yes. We do a lot of things together. We have two podcasts together, Bridging the Gap Between Generations Who Assume Things About Each Other, as well as another one called Scam Time. Plus, we're both professional actors and professional improvisers. So we are, yeah, in each other's pockets a lot. I'm lint in her pocket, and she's a sweet little peppermint in mine. Aww. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm Edmonton's Karen, and she's Calgary's Steph. So true. <laughs> it's so true. That's got to be a tough title to hold on to. From what Edmonton's I've seen Karen? Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be regular fights over that. Oh, I think, my. I, I think also nobody wants to be anybody's Karen in this day and age. It's this is so true. And, being Karen. And I do have a, a certain amount of sympathy for women who are named Karen. It's yeah. not a good time to be a no, Karen. No, no, it's no. not. just isn't. It's so bizarre. I'm going to, like when that first start, because I have, because I guess a part of the generational thing, I have, a, I have friends who are Karen and always have. Mm -hmm. So when that started to be a thing, I was like, what? I, what? I mean, obviously, I get what it's supposed to be, but where where did that start? That Does anyone know? Yeah. Like, I used to what see, was the what like, was the what was the Linda moment? Oh. It was a like a Linda. Linda is your coworker, right? Like your colleague. Okay. Like, um, like oh, yes. come on, Linda. Oh. You know this isn't the way that it goes. So, and and it usually seems to strike up somewhere on social media right? right and someone in HR there used to be a that's right yeah. yeah yeah and and so yeah, it, I think it kind of just it built out of there but it did make then, it into you know regular conversation I think even well okay no not my mom but you know other people that aren't on social media get it <laughs> yeah and I I think there's also a little bit of karma in it because as someone who grew grew up in the 80s I recall a horrible time in our history when every black woman was referred to as Shaniqua and it wasn't, it was not meant in any kind of complimentary fashion, right? It was right. about stereotyping black right. women. Okay. So I think there's a little bit of cultural karma going yeah. on with the Karen label. <laughs> hey, it that's happens. a great thought. That's a great yeah. thought. Well, the male version is Kevin, which I think started which with is that guy on uh youtube he has the sheep or the goats or something and he's just yelling kevin 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 whatever but my husband <laughs> isn't that your kevin. husband yeah <laughs> so my son's like oh my god my parents are karen and kevin's <laughs> i took him i don't know if i told you this story i took him to walmart when he was moving out of the place and his he bought a vacuum didn't work we went to take it back and they're like oh we can't return that <laughs> no. i was like 
wait a second, honey, let, let mommy talk to them. And he's like, please don't, please don't. And I went, why? Because your name's Karen and you're going to go talk to the manager. And I went, I, yeah. yeah, I can, I'm a sugar Karen. I'm not a bitch Karen. I, Karen's sweet. I didn't know anything about the whole Karen thing until I was in Michael's Crafts, oh, no. which is like the official homeland of Karen's. Really? And it's your national, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I saw this this beautiful, like, shabby, chic mm. board to hang on your wall to put little notes on. And it said, live, love, laugh. And I said to my kid, I'm going to get that. Froze up again. Oh, no. Oh, you're We're not having some real us. issues here today. Boom. Oh, there she goes. Oh, there she went. <laughs> it was like, it was like psychic. The cliffhanger. I want to know yeah. about this shabby chic board. Did you get it? Where is it Live hanging? Love Karen. What's the what? Karen part? Ah, perfect Why? cliffhanger. Was that all it took for your daughter to call you a Karen? <laughs> <laughs> there has to be more to that. Oh. The natural habitat. I feel that great sometimes. I look at those things and I go... Yeah, no, I'm not. I am personally not the kind of person that would take a coat rack that says live, laugh, love or a word that says hope and put it on my wall. I have a one of those wall plaques that says thou shalt take no shit. But that's about <laughs> the only one I have on my wall that has a saying on it. My, um, I have a saying that just was like, I love my dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's my saying on my that's my plaque saying friend got it for me and it's true i do i love my dog yes <laughs> yeah. the, the one that i really really wanted in my house was one that said something like uh i stopped caring two kids ago <laughs> and so just deal with it and i was like that's that's me that's, that's me that's just like, weeping when you walk by it just yeah. a little shrine <laughs> okay kathleen you have to yeah. you have to fill Finish us in the story oh we're dying so I, here i'm looking at it thinking i really want that board it would look so good in my back entry and my kid physically put her body between <laughs> me and this live, love, laugh board and said, you're not buying it. Like you, this will not come into our home. <laughs> I will not be your child anymore if you make this purchase. So I just walked away. <laughs> She's a character. Hey, I love following your, your Kiki Jr. stories on social media. She's, She's um, awesome. <laughs> She's very much her own person. I'm sorry, they. They, we, sorry. It's been requested that Fair we enough. use awesome. they okay. as a pronoun. And after 14 years, I still screw up and occasionally refer to them as she. I'm yes. trying my best to honor it. But yes, uh, they are their own little person and uh, wicked smart like daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and mommy. Mm. Well, but, <laughs> but mommy's kind of that lived experience street smart, whereas... <laughs> kid and husband are that naturally genius smart like so philofax in their brain at the tip of their tongue yeah, have yeah. A, like, so i'm i'm very outnumbered i'm so outnumbered <laughs> one of our one of our conversations that we were having just before we hit record was i was talking about how kathleen you and i were we really took the time and and we were very mindful about doing something that was positive Right. Yes. We we specifically uh, avoided talking about a couple of things that had happened that were important. But we were like, no, you know what? We're going to we're going to make this a little more cel celebratory. And, you know, so so we did. But uh, just before you joined, Kathleen, I was saying I'm like, but, you know, I, I finished up last night 
you know, saw a couple of tweets, woke up this morning, saw a few more and I'm just pissed now. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm angry. So like, okay. Someone has what to happened? tell me because I did not Twitter. I rarely Twitter. Somebody tell me. <laughs> That's I a don't, smart I, decision. I, I, I think no, no, I, I Twitter a lot, but what happened today? You don't what were the things today that I think there's stuff that people are just still retweeting or, or you see in your timeline because it's only 16 hours old or something. And yeah. Right. yeah. And so there were quite a few things that, that just reminded you. One of them of course was Shannon Phillips and what yeah. she's been going through. She was on Jesperson this morning. I have not had a chance to listen to that, but mm-hmm. uh, really check have to out. check that out. And I uh, like, my goodness, it just, as much yeah. as we wanted to be positive, there's all of these reasons why, um, like we have legitimate complaints about a lot of things going on right now. One of them too was was Kenny's announcements of the 21 billion in infrastructure spending. That's pretty much it's male centric job creation, right? And so it just sort of it just sort of piled up on me this morning. And I think because we did very yeah very specifically try and be positive it just Mm -hmm. i don't know it just fell apart this morning (laughs) like that was bullshit (laughs) yeah in the meantime i'm still raging over the whole Meghan Markle thing. I was wondering if that would <laughs> come up. I know. I'm still raging over it's it, and I'm probably going to be raging over how she's been treated for a while. And well, about yeah. the what I see is uh, the the dichotomous behavior of a, a political faction who is totally opposed to taxation, totally opposed to, opposed to social uh, supports, and call it handouts but are quite okay with the royal family getting three quarters of a billion dollars a year. And then they turn around and attack the young black woman who came from nothing and made a success of herself or attack the older black woman, Oprah Winfrey, who was born into abject poverty and became one of the wealthiest, most successful women in In the the world world. on her own work. In but, the eighties, but ladies, right. yeah, ladies, yeah. That's right. Oprah and Megan are the real villains, and oh, we must remember this. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I did. I, I what it, what's that called on the tweeter? I made i <laughs> i put a i put a little bookmark in one um in one big long thread where they put like about thirty side by side headlines of the same things between yeah. Kate and I'm sure everybody's seen some of those. Yeah, but I, I thought did. that's a very interesting example of how I know it's tabloid and everyone says, "Oh, I don't listen to the tabloids," but you do because they that's do. how so many public opinions are formed. But I thought it's a really good side by side little dissertation of how how powerful those effed up publications are informing public opinion and how they're linked to people's fears and aggressions and whatever it is they're feeling insecure about so they can have a villain and a hero and it's just there and it's like oh you know my favorite line in that whole interview was that's a loaded piece of toast (laughs) (laughs) it was british summed it up right like Avocados for Megan, Megan means everyone's dying and the planet's going to burn, which these tabloids don't believe in climate change anyway, but right. they do for, you know, if she's the cause of it. Yeah. Ugh. And it, it extends to um, an important conversation and uh, a broader conversation about how much power media has. Now, publications have always held a great deal of power. That's mm-hmm. why rich people like to buy up newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
to influence public opinion and sway uh, our opinions towards their ideology. But especially over the last decade, the amount of power that traditional media has over all of us is Mm -hmm. worrisome and concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so um, much well, what's the name in the eighties. <laughs> that oh. terrible because you it was yeah, only you didn't know alien babies the on the tabloids. And I was going to say I used to buy them. That's because right. of the alien I know, babies. I loved them. I loved yeah. them. Yeah. I, mom my loved son them is the dog face boy. Yeah, right. And there was <laughs> no were kind social of... media. Nobody knew yeah. what I thought of anything. It was so good. <laughs> Bill Clinton having an affair with a triple-breasted alien. That was one like, of my. I love it that was one. awesome. That's a good one. That was well, true, one of our, guys. That was so true, though. <laughs> really. And one of our good, good friends, I remember parties in the 80s because his fridge was just covered with tabloid um, t- titles. And there was just that you, the whole party was just spent riffing on because it was so, so extreme. You knew you were just having fun with big lies or big fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. Now the line is like, Ew. and because everyone is now in the 250 word thought zone, um, they can fill you up with so much so quickly it is yeah. really scary <laughs> she's anorexic but look at her baby bump <laughs> yeah and she's old oh, yeah and, yeah. and she's old and oh my god fair. <laughs> yeah because How many times do you see the men on the front of those like i'm just gonna say it for a second like when was the last time <laughs> once in a while you might see like a really really thin elton john or something and they go oh, elton john's dying but it's yeah right nine times out of the ten it's angelina jolie yeah. Although they do like to pick on Ben Affleck, which I found uh, hilarious. I don't know why the tabloids hate Ben Affleck so uh, he much. Can <laughs> he can take it. He's got money. He's a man. But I just find it hilarious that they get like beach shots of flabby Affleck. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what did he do to them? I wonder what the thing is. Like, <laughs> He's not a dad bod. So what? I mean, what? We, they, they, they all, all get there to, eventually. Yeah, and they don't seem to understand that we as women don't care about that stuff the way Not that men Thank care you, about Kathleen. it. Right? Thank you. Can care. I just bring my husband in here so you can convince him of that, please? Yeah, because we don't. I yeah. mean, in our youth, sure. When we're in our bar star days, yeah. some of us for have, we have lots of options. Yeah. And we just want to date one of those guys for the kicks. I mean, yeah. it's not. But once once we've matured a little, I don't know. A, I don't know no. any women who are my man has to look perfect and who don't appreciate a dad bod. I love me a dad bod. I mean, because yeah. I don't have to compete to keep up either. That's yeah. good. And as <laughs> the older the pressure off. That's if right. you've ever been through that fitness obsession it yes. to take to keep that body whatever body that whatever perfect it takes 24 7 all the time so the people oh, who yeah. have that body hooray good for you you did it wonderful but it's really hard to just hear about it for 24 hours a day because that's yeah. how much time you have to put into it to keep it <laughs> and and i really don't want to be in a long-term relationship with a man who mm. won't eat my meatloaf no or like, cake that's or my late night snacks and that's your book kathleen when you write the book, your book is, i don't want to be in a long-term relationship with a man who won't eat my meatloaf that's the book that's the book that's my memoirs maybe part of it is in brackets i don't want to be in a long-term relationship brackets with a man who won't eat my meatloaf. yeah or just the who won't eat my meatloaf part right <laughs> Oh my God, there's so many other there's, tracks you can go down with that. I was just going to say, oh man, the double entendres <laughs> there. Opened up that beautiful box, shall I say, of 
Oh, we're going to get some reaction to this episode. It's going to be <laughs> no, great. Look at me. I'm flush. I'm actually, I'm, I'm blushing. Blushing. Like, yeah. Blushing. <laughs> Send your email to uh, Stephanie Wolf. Jay at- Kenny at <laughs> mymeatloaf.com. <laughs> I want that not to be taken. Meatloaf.com. I want that oh not to be God. taken. See, I'm already thinking of the merchandise with that. <laughs> See, Deirdre, that that might be the the title for this episode. Eat my meatloaf. Eat my meatloaf. Eat my meatloaf. <laughs> but is there an '80s song that that can go with? I'm I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, there must be. I would do anything. Yeah. There you go. Love. <laughs> but I won't eat your meatloaf. Yeah. Sung by meatloaf. That or by works. yeah, or meatloaf. There's a whole album there is yeah Yeah. okay so there's 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 a few i can choose from there yeah we can do that oh that's a challenge that's all that's more things to have to do it is that's the thing about technology with me is like yes it's magical yes because of covid i had to learn so many new things that i'm happy i know now that it would taken me a few years to learn looks like we froze out kathleen again oh Uh, yeah but every time there's a new update upgrade or something it's like i have to learn another thing now I know I used I I sometimes hold off on on my iPhone because when it Mm -hmm. says there's an there's an upgrade coming you're just like "Mm, what are they gonna do and I noticed they changed um, one of these games that I will just spend time on and and it's a oh it's actually Ryan Reynolds does a uh, uh, does an ad for it I don't remember what it is but anyways so this 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 game is you know just whatever but they've changed the setup and you used to be able to pick like i want a rocket and a boom box and that's how i want to start my level and now mm. they pop up in different spaces and i don't i i can't keep don't wreck my game apple don't wreck my game yeah my kid was like <laughs> he's like mom just you're on like level six thousand <laughs> like Dude, I've had it for like six years. Like it's just one of those things you play once in a while. It's your yeah. thing. It's your little yeah. thing. And it just and it yeah. just sits there. You know, if you can't get internet, you can always play that that game. Like there's right. there's so many benefits to having that. And you shut on off my your brain phone. and you're meditating. Like yes. it's the closest I get to meditating is playing some stupid game on my phone. Just getting But into if the I zone. have to think about it because they took away the boom box. Right? Yeah. No, no, I need to be able to find those buttons. Like, oh yeah, it's. It they was... need to my. They need to be where my thumbs know they've always been, right? and then because they just have their own little thumb brains, and yeah. That's so your I, book, Steffi. I, I have need nothing... to know where my thumbs have always been. The Steffi Wolf story. <laughs> I have nothing but respect for middle-aged women who play those games because I can't do it. I can't play any of them. The only one I really like is a uh, a virtual reality game called Beatbox. Where you put on that virtual reality? Oh, and you helmet. swing the things to the. Yeah, you swing it to like music from musicals, no less. And I you, like the sounds of you this. You smash down boxes that are <gasps> I flying at you. I love that. Oh my god, I love it. Never and played it. Got to get on it. Right? The, the higher up you go, the more intense it gets. So you're getting a workout. Oh, serious. Oh, workout. see. Oh, yeah. Serious workout. So, and it sounds like, like you're getting rid of some good pent up kind of. <clears throat> Plus, I really feel like Ray in Star Wars when I play it. Oh, yes, see, that's it's awesome. Like double lightsabers. It's, yeah, and... it's red or it's blue. Yeah, like and you a need a my childhood fantasies. 
I want this. I'm going to have to ask for it for my birthday or something. Virtual reality is so addictive though. Like the first time you put it on, it's, I'm never coming out of this world. I'm yeah. never Uh-oh. coming out of this world. And you can see, and I live can, in a world of make believe anyway. So this is <laughs> terrifying for me. You can get the visor and then go to YouTube. And there's all these tours you can take in virtual reality. You can tour the West Wing. You can tour the Louvre. The West Wing. You can, you can tour ancient sites. And it's like you're actually there. In one of them, it's like, um, I'm standing on stage and the entire cast of Hamilton oh, standing <gasps> around me, singing to me. Okay, He's, I got to do then, this. And then it's Lin-Manuel so Miranda just turns to me and he just puts out his hands on my cheeks and pulls me in for a kiss and I'm done. And then Pull he just back, starts- Karen. Pull back. You've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I'm, I it don't is. have, I haven't touched into the virtual reality world yet. I have two sons and of course they're all about Mass Effect and all of that stuff and they're yeah. doing all that stuff. But so be, to bond because, you know, hey, I should learn what makes you happy. I was like, so you, well, let's play the game together. You can do all the fighty stuff, but I get to go like run through the towns and the stuff and stuff. So, so I get, I do all that stuff and I talk to all the, wing nuts and bosons and whatever and then as soon as like it looks like a fight i just hack the controller to my son and <laughs> he kills all the bad guys and then i continue on <laughs> so we got it we got it worked out <laughs> i just taught my kid to play scrabble that is as far as i will go you come to me son i'm not yeah. you. you come to me <laughs> oh but every time she freezes she's so beautiful like she right, no, never has that. a goofy face when she freezes it's yeah, just this all, is, like, there's something really posed. wrong with this right now is that Every time that she has frozen, she yeah. looked completely normal. Stunning. Yeah. I think she's planned it this way. Yeah. So that we. <laughs> she just goes, okay, how do I look? And hold it. Hold Click it, there. Disconnect, yeah. Disconnect. Work with me. She's Work not with me. really freezing. Because mine are always like this. Yeah, absolutely. Mine always. Are like this. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can absolutely tell, but no, Kathleen's have just been trippy. Like yeah. Chrissy Teigen, eat your heart out. <laughs> realize that after our whole thing about women don't care about that and I'm like please convince my husband that you know it's not about his body then I'm like Lynn Manuel turns around and <laughs> although for me it's it's uh what does Glenda Sterling say knickers off for funny <laughs> right? so I don't care how you look See, as long as you make me laugh uh, well yeah. yeah like I think of I don't know I think of all those whatever they're supposed to be heartthrobs and the the look of them is like the pay the cover of the book, but I forget that almost immediately. Yep. Like, if you're making me laugh and making me talk and making me think and making me have a good time, yep. I've forgotten what the cover looks like almost yep. right away. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal for a second because I was trying to while we were talking about this, I was desperately searching my Swiss cheese brain, going through all of the holes trying to find this title, and I finally found it. We we went to, to a you know, we went to a, a Broadway play once called ink and um yeah and it was it's it takes place in london in 1969 and it's about rupert murdoch and his journey from being you know just a paper boy to who he is and how the tabloid press was kind of created and how it kind of got out of control and just the machinations and it was a brilliantly wonderful play and the the optics and everything were very um what theatrical i guess because it was a play um (laughs) But uh, it really, it told the story great. And it, you know, he had you sitting there just going, wow. And that's 
how we got to where we are and there's no undoing it. Now we have to find a way around it or through it. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. And that was, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to read exactly what happened, but HuffPost Canada is done as of today. Like I just saw done. a bunch of people saying that they've been laid off. Is that what I'm happened? so yeah. out of touch. Why am I on this podcast? Karen, <laughs> I, it takes two hours for things to, to be out of touch. It takes I, minutes. I'm struggling seconds. with having much sympathy for HuffPo, HuffPo as, as someone who wrote for HuffPo for oh, probably about two years and was never paid a dime. Oh. <gasps> HuffPo actually uh, made Exploited it a business writers. model to exploit writers that they reached out to online. I did We're not, not going to pay this. you anything, but you want uh, we want you to write for us. It's good for exposure. So I've, oh. I've, I'm <laughs> not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to miss HuffPo. Sure, they had some some staff editors and some paid writers, but the majority of people who contributed to HuffPo weren't getting paid and Brutal. I think part of what has destroyed them is now there's a hundred different ways for independent writers to do their work and still make money mm-hmm. so why mm-hmm. would they do it for HuffPo right right that makes sense yeah and so I, I don't have a lot of yeah, sympathy no, I there that. yeah I, I remember I remember using or sorry seeing people using um, HuffPost for uh, to back up whatever their arguments were. And people kept coming back with, it's a blog. <laughs> like, no, that's just like, no. no, you can't use that. And so, so I, and I had heard before, um, someone actually to me as well had recommended, well, why don't you write for Huff Post? And I'm like, well, because I can, I cannot get paid on my own. Exactly. I can, I can write my, yeah, exactly. No deadlines, oh no nothing. I'm already not getting a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I put effort into it? Yeah, this is a lot less stressful over here. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment to explain to our listeners. Things are a little weird here today. The, uh, the fiber optics dudes are right now in my backyard. I did oh, not know. Okay. Trying to work on our internet. And so <laughs> I am in and out, in and out. And it's possible sure. that at some point I won't be able to get back in. Ah, okay. And you ladies might be carrying the. Can you do just the phone in? <laughs> what? Does Zoom on, have on that this? option still in? But oh, it I does. Zoom has the option, I think, that if you can't get in, you can just phone a number and your voice is still here. Oh really? It's not your yeah. your voice would be the, sad the without big, your face because your uh, face is pretty. But yeah, like I said, I said Kathleen without the uh, video. I said it would just like be normal with Kathleen's <laughs> voice in my head. <laughs> just you know, three uh, D. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear us, Kathleen, when you were frozen last time. But we were commenting on how every time you froze, you were just in this perfect sort of yeah, fabulous kind of. Yeah, the last one was all like it was awesome. Good face, Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, every time that happens to me, I'm kind of (laughs) like. Which is why it took us so long to figure out that you were frozen each time. I know it was so freaking. It was statuesque. Honestly, Uh, it was. We were like, okay, she's you know she's just hitting pause video because she looks good, and then she accidentally gets knocked out. Can you imagine if that was someone's thing? It's like every time they look good, they just paused it for so that while they were listening to everyone else talk, just yeah. so that they could look really good. My, my daughter, I my do daughter that does that on Facetime. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, we've got here's a spot, and then yeah, I keep meaning to do it too, and I, I don't think 
right? No, it's I, like, you I know, can't she calls me and I, I pick it up going like this. It's not an attractive look. And then you Ooh. get a nasty, like, then you get this face full of what you look like, like that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be. Tell me it's, more. Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're post 30, we do this. Yeah, yeah. That- yeah, we move it a lot, and by this, so and by never what we're saying like, is is we're leaving, right. we're have we're holding our phones up yes. above our heads, above above our heads, like we're In a beautiful angle. That's yes, right. but yes. it's really just because we need bifocals. So. Yeah, that's right. There's also that. <laughs> it's not vanity. It's not vanity. And the entire time I'm thinking, wow, my thighs look really good from this angle. <laughs> That's like the first thing like about steel. having a son who's six foot three and a half is that when he takes pictures of me, they're always from the top down. And yeah. I yeah. always look so good when he takes my picture. Yeah. In the meantime, I've got a four foot nine kid who stands too close and does the upshot whenever she <laughs> so takes pictures. I mean, <laughs> so it's like neck, yeah. boobs, all, all neck, nostril. <laughs> We're oh, saying the nostril shot. I love the nostril shot. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, these are these are quite the times that we've been ushered into, isn't it? <laughs> For those of us who, you know, I I had I had a friend. Um, my grandmother took us to Disneyland one year because she was like, "I'm spending your inheritance while we're alive." Yay. Like, yeah. Yay. And um, so she took us to Disneyland for Christmas, and a girlfriend sent this hideous picture of me like threw a stamp on it and made a postcard out of it and sent it through the mail so yes you can do that it is per yeah as long as you put them in the right spaces and yeah you can send a a regular photo and so I get this down at the front desk in California and I'm like oh my god and so and what she did was she just wrote on the bottom of it this is Deirdre McLean or Mitchell (sighs) Mitchell as it was uh yeah and I was like, wow, do you ever suck? <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever talked to this person again? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I still did. I was just, but I was, I was very shocked. But we were like, we were also down there for, I think we were for 12 days or something, like the whole Christmas vacation kind of thing. So she had time. That's, that's right. the thing is that you don't usually have time to do that when someone goes on vacation, yeah. right? They're, they're moving places yeah. and things. But no, we stayed at one place, and she knew it. And there well, was Marty, thank I was you for being a friend. Yeah, I was seventeen <laughs> years old, and uh, oh, and she oh, took yeah. the time to go to Shoppers Drug Mart to get the film developed before oh, yeah. she could do it. As well, well, she may have she may have had it around. All of those bad pictures still exist somewhere in physical form, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't. So they don't the, last. The, that way. Yeah, that's the nice thing. If someone has isn't isn't putting them onto something electrical, you can hide all that evidence. Like I always think, when I think about, oh my, this is one of the things I think about, we talk about it on bridging the gap between generations, but I am so glad social media didn't exist when in 1983. Like, I'm so glad. Like, I mean, I think of the funny, silly things that we did that right now I'm kind of mourning that my 18 year old can't do because of COVID. Like, I think you got to get into some healthy, sweet, fun trouble. Mm -hmm. And I think of the healthy, sweet, fun trouble that I got into. And I thought that could have been taken out of context in so many different ways. It's like, holy shit, thank God. For me, it wouldn't have been bad. I mean, I'm I'm Gen X. and Me too. was high school in the 80s, but I was raised in an ultra-religious family in a very conservative and religious small town. So truly the worst thing I did my entire (laughs) teen years was uh, toilet papered a a boy's car 
<gasps> now, even Shameful. then, it was only one roll of toilet paper, and it was considered <laughs> a, a very nasty deed because BC's Fraser Valley, it's nothing but rain. And that toilet paper turns to pulp on the car pretty quickly. So, yes, I was a very bad girl in my own (laughs) way. Speaking of the – go ahead. I was going to say, I can beat you because the most worst – most worst – the worst thing that I ever did in high school was take a book about Neil Diamond out of the library – pretend to lose it and then pay the missing book find so that I could have the book. <laughs> so yeah, because you couldn't just Amazon and have it delivered to you. The next yeah, no, I wanted the on. book, but I, I wouldn't just say, oh, I lost it. I wouldn't steal it. I was like, I'm lying about losing it, but I'll still pay you the 350 yeah. to replace the book. See, now <laughs> I'm fair. feeling like like just the the most total orange is the new black kind of villain here because my, <laughs> my claim to criminal fame was um, we McDonald's had and I'm Gen X too and McDonald's had those I don't know dollar for a cheeseburger 50 25 cents maybe back then and we went and bought about 30 and lined them up and put firecrackers under the under the lids of all the of the of the buns and then just set them off and just laughed hysterically as the buns blew off the burgers like that we just thought that was the funniest it takes thing an improviser to on think the that. planet we just like that was we were just wicked hilarious geniuses but of course our parents were like you wasted food we now know that it yeah. wasn't food really but yeah. oh my so I mean, yeah, yeah that's the kind parents. of trouble I mean. It's like, oh my God, so lame, right? But we had, it was, the, it was fun. That's that's <laughs> the quickest way to upset boomer parents is waste mm, food. Waste food. This is the generation who, when you didn't eat your green beans, said children are starving in starving Africa. In Ethiopia. <laughs> like, like eating green it's beans true. was going to save the starving children. Yeah, but I know. I didn't have, didn't quite have the an analytical thinking going on yet. It's like, oh, <laughs> if I eat this bean, someone's not starving. Not thinking right. that, oh, it's me. I wish now that I had responded to my, with my father. Yeah, and you vote for the guys who want to stop aid to those countries. So right. you eat my green beans. That's you what Gen Z would them. say. That's yeah. what Gen Z would say. I wish I'd there been is more a like good, Gen Z. There is a good co- conversations going on about Gen Z. These kids, I mean, I think we all, they okay. are Zed. rocking it. It's I think- Zed. It's Zed. Zed. In Canada. Sorry. It's Zed. Yeah, Generation Z. Sure. I give you that one 100%. Um, and we I love them for it. We just got told. We did. And I appreciate it. And now I'm I really excited. I have two American kids that I managed to make them say Z, but they all torment me with it. So yeah, Kelly, when you were doing it the other day, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. She's a grown woman. She can use her own words. <laughs> okay, Gen Z. They really you are. They're awesome. Gen Z. They seem to be calling awesome. everybody out in there. I mean, I know. Okay, so what, my son is 18. Is he Gen Z? I guess. Yes. Yes. He would be. And I remember <laughs> being the mom, always trying to, you know, model feminism and tell him the stuff as we're growing up. And, and at one point, he finally looked at me and went, Mom, we know this already. Like, right? I'm, yeah. I, it's amazing that you guys are just learning this. And it mm-hmm. kind of was a lightning bolt about, oh, I think I'm enlightening him and he's kind of really tolerating me with my new ideas. Because <laughs> he's yeah. like, and I was really happy. I thought, I am thrilled to know that this is what the zeitgeist for you. Like, thank God yeah. that you are learning this because that gave me hope. Because he was yeah. like, mom, we're on it. <laughs> my, uh, my youngest son was attending uh, Victoria Composite here in Edmonton, which is a well-known high school arts-based ah, school. Big deal. Uh, he really wanted to do set design, 
But when everything happened uh, in the 2012 election with the WRP and the Lake of Fire, I sat my boys down to talk to them about it and ask them if they have gay-straight alliances at their school and what they're doing to support uh, LGBTQ students. And my youngest boy just rolled his eyes at me (laughs) and said, Mom, I go to Vic. Our entire school is a gay-straight alliance. (laughs) And you really need to move on from this now. Exactly. Um, oh, but isn't that great to hear? Because it was like, oh, yes. good. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And I, I, obviously, we still, we still yeah. need to support that community. There's still a lot of work 100%. to be done. I don't want any of our listeners to, to uh, take what I'm no, saying right. as you know. Oh, those gays don't need our help anymore. That's not what I'm saying. I'm no, just no. saying that the attitudes have changed so much. When when I was in high school, you didn't even speak about gay unless you were making a joke about it right yeah the the jokes were the jokes were yeah and they were cruel and horrible jokes and now the the most uh recent study that i read said that a full 15 percent of gen z are you happy now dear (laughs) i am i am 15 percent of gen z openly identify as lgbtq to tia plus for millennials that number was about eight to nine percent for gen x it was four percent and for boomers it was less than one percent so we are seeing a doubling of i i don't really think it's a doubling of the the number of people who identify as such, I think it's a doubling of the number of people who are willing to be open about it. Yeah. And yes, that's and maybe fabulous. feel safe enough to do that. And so, yes. yeah, like that's, that's scratching the surface and now we like keep right. going. And even yeah. if they don't feel safe enough to do it, they're yeah. brave enough to do it yeah. to bring in change. So right. Jen, Zed, we love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't we stop sure what do. you're doing. Holy toot, we sure do. And That's I keep telling... That's the number one reason we started the podcast is I got Bridging so tired of people my age saying teenagers this and teenagers that. And I'm like, I, I will hang around woke teenagers all the time because yeah. I need to I need to know more and they know it. And yeah. we have, yeah. yeah. And they're I've... not afraid to share it. No, they're, they're not. not. And I love that. They're just, yeah. it's really... It's just straight out and it's not aggressive. It's just the, it's so refreshingly, ugh, yeah. It's, it's so so good. I'm, I'm trying to think of the generations, but I would imagine a lot of Gen Z is millennials and, uh, and late Gen X are the parents. I yes. would imagine. Yeah, I'm get, Gen X. So, I'm, yeah. I'm early Gen X and. I'm in uh, early Gen X. Yeah, I'm 60, yeah, yeah. 65, so. And my first three are millennials, but the the youngest is Gen Z. So Gen X and millennials, you raised some great kids. Hey, we did it, right? Hooray. Mad respect. Well, I remember when the book Generation X came out, and I remember buying it, and I remember reading it and going, I get this. And then I remember also about 20 years, well, 15 or so years later, when there was a bunch of people claiming to be Generation X who were much younger than me. And I thought, that's absolutely appropriate. You've absolutely taken my generation. Like you've, act- <laughs> you've actually erased me and claimed it for yourself. And that just was like, and that's exactly what the X is all about. It's this invisibility, bizarre thing. And I just, yeah. I love that, um, 
that uh, that we're sort of claiming it in a big way now, and that our kids are rocking it. So anyway, although I'm kind of that I'm means, kinda but it was kind of funny. I'm kind of good with Gen X being forgotten most of the time. I'm well, good with uh, it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I am. I, I wish we were they won't, I they they don't come after us. They just ignore well, us. Yeah, I guess that's and true. I, I kind of like it, and that way too, I get to say whatever the heck I want, and they can't just blame it on my age. Oh, you're a boomer. Oh, you're an entitled millennial. I'm like no, they kind of go, oh, you're ex. He he he. Just an invisible ex. Swoosh. It's like kind of being a ghost too much. We I'm, just I'm a, we just raised the awesomest generation yeah. ever. Because we I, had the time, maybe I don't know. It was great. I'm, no, that I'm wasn't just it. the the person no. who puts the turkey on the table so that Grandpa and my kids can have a fight while I carve it. That's my job in this society. <laughs> I feel like the Generation X are sort of the uh, the the Libras of the generations. It's just like always kind of trying to find the balance and yeah. kind of find a. <laughs> And keep keep everybody like let's solve this problem, solve a problem. This just feels like it's always well, trying to. And and in the meantime, our real concern is they're going to force us back into those damn mom jeans. Oh, really, my daughter is buying mom jeans, mm-hmm. Kathleen. Oh, yeah, like I don't think that we can actually. I don't think we can get those now because that would be super uncool of us to be wearing yeah. them because the kids are oh, wearing them. Yeah. Okay, I remember my, the- my mom saying, never wear anything if you wore it the first time around. Yeah. Oh. But do you know what that means? That means now when, when we wear like our low to mid-rise, dark wash, bootleg jeans, we look like the old ladies we used to make fun of in their tanjay yeah, pantsuits. Do you know what? Wear. I'm going to make a true confession because I bought myself a pair of high-waisted, hardcore jeans. And... Um, and all I looked, I looked and I just went, well, I just look like I'm in grade nine from shoulders, yeah. <laughs> not from chin up. And it doesn't make me happy. And they're so, and everybody's rocking it. And like if all the, I call them the, in, all the, what, the influencers, the instigators yeah. on Instagram, whatever, they're all rocking this, this look. And I'm like, but it's so uncomfortable. And I'm so happy when they put stretchy stuff in denim. And oh, why are you stretchy st- stuff. like, <laughs> Why yes. are you saying that? Like that's old school. No, you don't know the joys of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yes, they do become more comfortable, and you can wear them in, and blah 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 blah. But that takes four years. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> and does it, take, a, and and not gaining and gaining and gaining weight. Right. Uh, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not infinite. They're not infinitely stretchable. <laughs> no, that's what I well, need. Here's the I found thing. that out. It's going to be over way. in eight seconds, <laughs> especially because we've been inside for a year now. So the next, fa- the next, I mean, low rise is probably already come and gone again mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next phase is sweatpants, no bras. Yeah, that's oh, what I, that's I, need what that I thought that we were in, and I thought it was staying. That's I've, what I've I heard. There, I've been there for a year, and I'm not going back. And and it's like I, you know when they used to do the the paintings of the voluptuous women, and that was oh yeah was beautiful. I need to make the no bras beautiful. So here's the question then. So what when when everybody's vaccinated and we're all out dancing in our front yards and life is kind of taking on a, a new different normal, what are we taking with us from from being inside? Sweats for sure. Uh, for me it's going to be the very pared down makeup. Yeah. Very pared down. I have that's been one of the best things to come out of COVID for me is that now I, I do a little bit of no makeup mascara, some tinted lip balm, some tinted sunscreen, and I'm done. 
And I don't ever want to go back to that contoured, plastered. I mean, I, I get that it's it's cool that drag queen culture had such a massive influence on the cosmetic industry and on beauty influencers. I think that's awesome. But I also think it's a look that is great on camera, great for performances. In real life, not so much. <laughs> and it's yeah. so expensive. It's so much time. It's time. Work. time. Yeah, time. Work to maintain it all day. I'm, I'm hoping that we come out of COVID and a lot of women and, and those who identify as women say, hmm. Maybe for special occasions now, but I can't justify this anymore. And I'm taking my newfound love of skincare with me Mm. because I've discovered skincare during the pandemic and I won't be giving that up anytime soon. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I know. I actually, I actually, um, (laughs) I started doing I'm going to say it. Oh Do my it. God. She said it I, on the podcast one. is so great. I'm, yeah. I'm already, look at, I'm already bright red. I started doing facial yoga and yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't, I really don't know if it's changed anything or not, but it has given me good peace of mind. It's like a bit of a meditation and I do think it's, it's been healthy, but I've taken um, just some of these really like, I'm talking grandma kind of advice of like a hundred splashes and whatnot. And it really, yeah. it really does do more than the $200 cream. Like yeah. it actually does. It, it took, it t- and I thought, oh, 100 splashes, that's going to take so much time, but it really doesn't. It takes 30 seconds and uh, it's already in your bathroom. So yeah. things like that I kind of and learned why? just because I was home. Um, why, why, why 100? It's super hydrating and part of it is, uh, part of it is the, uh, is gravity Motion. so many impurities out. Yeah. And it's just with the repetitive, repetitive, repetitive kind of cool water. And uh, yeah, it's just circulation goes, that's part of it, right? Oh, it, wow. It, it, it shocks mm. your circulatory system. That, like, um, that sounds like work, though, Stephanie. So, <laughs> so that's what I, I thought it was. Facial yoga and splashing your face, that sounds like effort required. So I'll just stick to the Botox and filler. It works here's for the me. Sick, no here's effort the required. Here's the secret. Red light. Now, you guys, listeners can't see, but red light, one of these. I'm oh, circling my tongue around the inside of my mouth. <laughs> And you've already done one. Anyway, there is a, there, I don't, I don't know how much of that I will take into the future because it does, it did require time, but it was something I did. And I kind of yeah. have picked up a, like I'll cherry pick a couple of those that I like and work in anyway. It's so boring, but I thought it was hilarious when I was doing it. Cause I'm like, well, okay, let's try this. Cause I would, I could basically. <laughs> Deirdre, what I think are you taking cool. out of the pandemic? I, I don't know. I've actually, I've, I've struggled with this a bit because I was at home before the pandemic started. So I was already working at home. Um, The see, I actually hope I'm taking these really, really great things that have happened through the pandemic. So um, I hope that uh, businesses and, and uh, entertainers are encouraged by the amount of people that will show up if they offer it online. Um, because I have like, and I've lived in rural, the majority of, except for that brief time that I lived in Kansas city, Missouri. And I, I didn't live the, I didn't leave the house too much because there was like every morning, the papers were just like death. Um, (laughs) so I I didn't really go out a whole lot down there, (laughs) but, but yeah, so that was a little bit of a culture shock for someone who moved from, you know, 
like population 2000 too. Yeah. So anyways, so, uh, but I, I live in rural, everything that I do is in the city. And so it's either Calgary or, but the thing is, you know what, I got to drive anyway. So why not go to Edmonton? Um, so I will drive everywhere, but, but the thing was, I always had to as well. Mm. So this pandemic has, you know, it's offered, uh, Paul Ferry did the everything you need to know about Alberta politics, which I took just in case. I mean, I thought I was pretty good, but I did learn some stuff, but it was offered online instead of having to go into downtown Calgary on a Saturday. Um, you know, I've attended, uh, there were a couple of actual, there were some couple of theater events in Edmonton that I was like, are, are you going to let people online? Because I think at the time they were, it was maybe right after the summer and, and maybe they were allowed to gather again. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'd love to support this cause. What about online? Okay, we'll get back to you. And I'm just like, no, they never did. But, you know, uh, political conventions, please make these online, right? The the national ones are held in Ontario. I'm never going to f- take a flight to Ontario. Although, you know, maybe in my later years, no, but no, then it won't be fun anymore. Um, <laughs> the only well, thing that I would think, be fun is if I'm doing it, you know, now. I think too that air travel, travel of any kind is about to get very expensive. I, yeah. People, there's this conspiracy theory about the Great Reset, which obviously is bunk. But there has been a reset of sorts in how we're going to live because it's been unavoidable. And I think we're going to see travel itself become out of reach for a lot of people who may have enjoyed it before, and especially travel for business and conference purposes that isn't really necessary. It it speaks volumes that for the past many, many years, you could do a return trip to Vegas flights for $300. But if you want to fly out to Ottawa for business purposes, they're going to charge you $1,200. Because they know Vegas is a luxury. And going to Ottawa is something you have to do and you can't get around. So we're (laughs) going to soak you for it. I think we're going to see quite a change in that once, once the the virus is under control enough that people can travel again because we know now there's no need for those business conferences. There is no need for that trip to Ottawa when we can do it like this. networking. And we've all gotten really good at it and everyone's learned how, and it's changed (laughs) even in the short amount of time, the technology's already like changed and made it even better. Here's an upshot. Like this is Karen and and I doing what we do. We probably wouldn't have stumbled onto what we found that we love so much with, without the pandemic. Hate to it's always at the cost of so much, the tragedy side of it but this one of the silver linings is we're not going to stop doing what we do online now and we know now how to take that into the theaters and we know now how to have exactly everything you said Kathleen which is really exciting and I think that's not going to go away Um, I think that's going to be part of every sort of artistic project that we're going to do moving forward for sure which makes me very happy and I think we're going to see a, a pretty big change in uh how people value their families and friends I think that's on the horizon that they'll, they'll, for a lot of years, we've been all about our work. We've been all about our careers and, and that, I mean, that's the stage we were all in, but I think uh, being so isolated for a year for most people has forced them to examine their priorities. What really matters? Who do I really miss? 
Who do I really yes. need to see when this is over? And I think it might it might encourage people to reexamine what they hold dear and what truly matters in their lives. Oh, that's so I'm gorgeous. hoping there's some deep sort of philosophical stuff that comes out of it. But aside from that, I'm not giving up my VR workouts when it's over, that's for sure. (laughs) That's what I'm taking away. The number one thing, and I felt it after one month, is, oh, I'm not my job. Like, I have have interests. I have an identity if I'm not working. Like, I don't – I think we spend, as as self-employed artists, so much time – uh, getting work for gigs or getting gigs yeah. or you know um that we end up with that sort of i am no one if i'm not on stage kind of mentality some do i'm not saying everybody but i know that i was i didn't know i had hobbies and now i know how to cook i'll take that away with me i learned how to cook uh but that that is the number one thing and you know what there's been a big conversation in calgary and i don't know about edmonton but um, a number of little get-togethers of women in the arts, particularly parents in the arts. So we've, you know, lots of people have been getting together and having head talks, or what do you call them? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Mouth <laughs> face noise. Mouth face noise. Yeah. Mouth face yeah. Heads in the same room, mouth face noise. Yeah. Uh, just about how can the theater, the community, the theater community support parents because it's been... 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. six days a week for the at least as long as I, I mean, I've been acting. And then 12 hour days days, before you open. Yeah. Yeah. And then four 12 hour days just before you open and you get an hour for lunch and it's, it's always sort of been that way. And then suddenly we're doing things on Zoom Mm -hmm. and, and most of what's happening right now is a lot of workshopping of, of shows, like Mm. shows that are being written and we workshop them, but I directed a show for a workshop online and went, it's, it's, we're taking a break and I can unload the dishwasher while we're taking a break. I'm not forced yes. to drive downtown mm-hmm. and, and I'm not, for, I, I love my job. I don't want to do anything else, but the thought that we could spend the first week of rehearsal on Zoom. The stuff that you'd be around the table anyway. We'd all be sitting around a table talking about what we think about the script anyway. And and how supportive would that be for parents to just go, exactly. you know what, I don't need childcare for this week and I can get, I can actually have my day off because I got my chores done at home because I didn't come home at 6.30 exhausted. And yeah. so yes. it, it's, uh, it's how to fit it I in, hope. how to add it to the mix and make it better. Uh, hopefully yeah. working from home is going to become more accepted and more normalized. Yeah, totally. Yes. Hopefully, yeah. because I think especially with the effect the pandemic has had on women, how the burden of this international health crisis has been downloaded onto women specifically. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there is some little payoff for us at the end of it. And if it means we have an option to work from home and employers are uh, more cooperative on that, then we've we've all come out of it with yeah. something good. No yeah. kidding, hey! And you're not going to give us like... daycare, then we're keeping our we're asses home, home yep. and yep. you can deal with our work electronically. Yep, because yep. that's the choice, boys. Give us the damn daycare, or only see us on a screen. Can I still use? And that even if it's only like 24? two or three days, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I've, I've seen too many benefits. Um, luckily, I do have an 18-year-old daughter who's really pissed about what has gone on, right? So mm-hmm. 
she keeps me a little bit grounded because me, I'm like, this is fantastic. This is amazing. I never have to leave the house. Um, yeah. Us introverts, we're wallowing in oh. it. We're like, yeah. <laughs> and and I like I have I have no issue. I I seriously enjoy walking into conferences and 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 talking to people and you know just gabbing and enjoying the the atmosphere. I do. I love that. But I don't love the fact that I've got to travel three hours to Edmonton, that I've got to try and find a place to stay, that I've got. And if I can't do that, then I've got hotels and my meals and things like it's really costly for me to. And the thing is, because I'm covering all of the parties, it's not just one a year for me. It's like four. Right. So (laughs) and there was one week that I was Calgary, Edmonton, uh, back to I don't know, Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer, Edmonton. Like it was just, it was just, everything was right. All those hours on the road, all that gas. I mean, all that that carbon footprint. Although now, Deirdre, now I can feed and bed you. I don't mean bed you. (laughs) You need my meatloaf. Wow. Oh, oh, no. Deep dive, deep dive. (laughs) I will feed and provide sleeping chambers. That's what Karen does for me. Did for me for in September when I had to work in Calgary. It's like I have a pl- I have a soft pillow to land on when I go there. But, you know, my husband's business. There, um, the company he works for is is super ahead of this curve. Like twenty years ago, they shut down all of their head offices except for one uh, big one in the states and one in Canada, and they've been online for twenty years. So he's had his. Oh, wow. I always used to joke with him: either you're in the basement or you're in the air, because either he's in his office or he's flying somewhere. And he used to fly, obviously, much more. But um, he, he, their company's been working um, digitally for twenty years, and he's kind of like, well, that's the thing about the the about about the COVID is that he's like it, nothing changed for me except for I'm not traveling as much but I, their company was already set up for it and he's kind of like yeah like I don't know why it took everybody so long to figure this out it's yep, really right. <laughs> Kevin says the same thing he says that, that it's done nothing to him because he's worked at home as long as we've been together yeah. almost 30 years like he's yeah. he uh, works at home and that's I think a, a lot of the refusal to transition to more working from home and uh, online conferencing has been about Corporations boomers. wanting to try boomers and corporations huh? wanting to control yeah. their employees, mm-hmm. where they have to control every single minute yeah. of the eight yeah. hours, eight to 12 hours that their employees are in the office. Yeah. yeah. Right. True. And there are some people who just aren't equipped for it. My husband, it's true. My husband, God love the man. He, uh, he's smart as heck, but don't expect him to work on his own in his home office. It's, it's, too many distractions for him, right? right? It's coming. too hard to get motivated for him. For me, it's not. I've, I've been semi-retired for 15 years now. So for me, this is good. But for him, no. He's going to go into that home office and check his fantasy baseball team and his <laughs> fantasy hockey team. And then he'll scroll Twitter and Facebook, watch a few videos. He just got to have your little rituals. Yeah, he he can't. He, it doesn't well, work for him. And some people are just like that. They're not 
And that's why it's nice to be able to have the choice then. So if you need to, yeah. to get into a car and brain, change your brain to go to a place, then you can, or you can have three days at home and two days in the, or whatever. Like if this is, if this opens up yes. options for people to, like in schools, not everybody learns the same way. If we can start giving people, hey, how do you work optimally? Let's support how you work. And then things will get done. Wait, like it'll be happier for everyone. Yes. And specifically know? for parents, specifically oh God, for yes. parents of young children. And just 100%. the mental health of going, I can get all my stuff done in a week. I can, I can do all my things. I can have a day off. Yes. Yeah. And have a day off and it be a day <laughs> off and not be the day I just do a thousand other things to catch While up for the reason I couldn't do yeah. 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 Well, those, those things, but I'll never remember anything anyway I'm, from Sounds like I'm day complaining forward, so. about my job, but I, holy crap, You hate your job, day. Karen, I don't you? love it. <laughs> it's just, I... You know who I feel the worst for? I feel like the 18-year-olds to the people that were just getting out of university. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they yeah. were just I they were just graduated from theater school and they were all, like, there's, there's a, ah, oh, it's just good. Like they got Well, on they're walking into a, a business that doesn't exist void. right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, musical artists too. Yeah. What a hell this has been for promoters and for artists from all and the I'm not performing saying arts. not all artists, like all artists are in a void right now. I just feel like, you know, we've had a 30-year career. Yeah, I've had to, I've gotten to do so many of the things I've, I wanted to do already. Yeah, so. yeah. But getting, you know, I just graduated from the BFA and boom, I'm, I'm, there's no, I can't even do my final project. I'm excited about, we, Kathleen sort of, we already touched on this sort of, but I'm really excited about how technology now is going to really change the way we produce and how that's going to be part of the live experience at the same time. People were dabbling in that already, but we've had to kind of rock it forward. So um, that's going to be really fun. I want a holodeck in every home. Right? Ooh. And we could do meetings via holodeck even. Like we could could have slumber parties with our girlfriends via holodeck. It's like I never Star Trek. It's like in Star Trek where, you know, if Kirk is feeling lonely and he wants to like go into a special room, it's like a room of requirement from the yeah. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So you can it go just, to like, it's a just room, to, like let's program go. see you in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> see you, like you, get, see you on the you beach like at seven. of other people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. But it's like real. So you've got this blank room in your home and you just go in there and go, oh. Today don't I want to be in Rome. Okay. We don't. Yeah. They don't actually exist, Deirdre. Okay. They, we're just, <laughs> just in case you thought, oh my god, I don't have one. We not only not not only Deirdre's madly like, on do Amazon. Do do I want other people in my? Deirdre just lost any geek cred she might have. <laughs> you know? I have none. I have What's none. It's a holodeck. When it comes to when it comes to. Oh gosh, when it comes, to, I don't watch television. Okay, this is a this is a big thing that you will notice as we go on is that like people know things about like TV and stuff. Well, my mom loved TV. I was like, this is not how I want to spend my life. So I like I, I didn't get a television when I moved out, and for many years I had, I didn't have cable, and so I missed a whole lot. Of, of television stuff. And the only thing my mom watched anyway was like Cheers and Night Court, okay? So I can recite Cheers and Night Court, <laughs> but that's about where my pop culture See, on television I'm, I'm is. Making a list. <laughs> making a list. Uh-huh. Can you explain <laughs> to Deirdre uh, the Borg? 
<laughs> Tribbles. Lightsabers. Um, That's Star Wars, You know Wars, what a lightsaber is? I know, yeah, okay. I know what the walk and talk shot from the West Wing. We got hey, it that one. I the have movies. Talk. I have movies. I just didn't really watch a lot of television other than Cheers, like I said so. And my sister once it. said that too. She said, I'm not sure sometimes if I have a childhood memory or if it was an episode of Cheers. So that's how often it was on in my home. Okay, I have that's, two test questions for I you. I feel then. about Alberta politics too. Was that Redford or was it Jeb Bartlett? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. there's nothing, you can't do anything with Who Shot JR or Ross and Rachel? Uh, okay, I can't either because my mom mom was watching Who Shot JR, so I I have this, and I do remember that my kindergarten teachers were just scandalized that I knew stuff about Dallas. Mm. Okay, but let's get back to Ross and Rachel. Okay, you know that Ross is Rachel's lobster, yes. Okay, well, that's all that matters. I, I watched. I watched reruns. I watched reruns when I was in the states because. Uh, and you know we, they were on a break. We had. You yeah, know they were on. We had a break. free cable. Okay. We had free cable. Oh. You just you just plugged the sucker in, and apparently you got cable. And there were these commercials on all the time. If you know someone who's stealing cable. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> Constantly, anyways, and I was why. Uh, but no, so these apartment buildings, because they were super, super old, right? Like the the building that we lived in was over, I don't know, hundred. It was over a hundred years old, and uh, so they never disconnected anything because it was literally wired in, right? Like there was just mm. it was old. Mm. There was nothing they could do about it. So you just plugged it in, kind of cross your fingers when you move into a place, plug it in, and whoo, cable. Anyway, that's yeah. no different and than if I stand this way in my bathroom, I can get my neighbor's Wi-Fi. Do they have it password protected? I, I'm just, I'm, spank, I'm speaking broadly. Of oh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of people don't though. That's the thing. Nothing I keep would trying be not to convince protected in my life because of my husband. So I, I want to convince my elderly neighbor to get Wi-Fi because she doesn't know anything about it, and then I'll just steal it from her. <laughs> whenever, Ooh, whenever it. yours goes down. <laughs> oh. Kathleen had actually, she had some really nasty times with, with the internet where she'd be like, yep, we're good. And then just poof, she's like, we got nothing. We've got, yeah. we've got no signal. We've got nothing. So she actually, you know, she needs it for, you know, herself. I do. You need backup. <laughs> I yep. do. Some community, community and backup. And my neighbor loves me. I, it's not like I don't shovel her walks in her driveway right. for So what's a little Wi-Fi? So I think it's just friends. a good trade. It is. And I'm, I'm helping her. Piggyback on your Wi-Fi and I'll, I'll mow your lawn. Exactly. <laughs> My mom I mean, is yeah. in the acreage in Sherwood Park and is still on dial-up. Beep-bop. Beep-bop. Click-click-click-click-click. She's got one of those sticks, those Telus sticks, that she gets like X number of data through whatever. But if she runs out of that Amazing. data, then it's... Yeah. Remember when that would have sounded like magic and now it sounds like a horse and buggy? Oh, my God. Oh, You've got mail. You've got yeah, mail. You've, You've, got, You've mail. got mail. I remember we 1993 heard... paying three to 400 bucks a month for my internet. Yeah, I didn't have because internet until I was almost 30. I kept going over <laughs> the limit that TELUS would allow because you had a limit. And then right. after that, you paid some crazy like 100 bucks a minute or some such crap. Steffi and, and I have, we've, we've 
successfully turned this back into our podcast. Now let's talk about the things about our generation <laughs> versus what they've got now. See, totally. I've actually, I have tried to get someone on to have a conversation about this whole Gen X thing because it bothered me. It bothered me that we were like this, this, yeah, you guys really weren't that big anyway. So we'll just stop talking about you. You know, you just, you don't exist. And I was like, wait, 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 you know, like the, the boomers took everything. They took all of the oxygen and we were yeah. like, just, you know, under the little mushroom cap. Latchkey kids. Totally latchkey kids. I had yeah. that little, I had my shoelace, my key, like literally. Yeah. 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 And then millennials came along and now Gen Z and, you know, now it's like, okay, so the torch is passed to them and it's like, God but damn what about it. me? <laughs> well, they're even, you know, here's, they're even stealing our bad fashion now. I actually <laughs> I enjoy that. I'm like, you forgot about us, and now you're going to pay the price for your fashion choices. Ha, ha, ha. That's what you you. get. We (laughs) could have advised you. And then we will turn them into postcards and send them to you. go take that. Yes, in your high-waisted pants. We're going to show you 10 years from now exactly what that center part did to your face. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to show you. Now you've back up, back. Now you've gone too far. Uh, I mean, center part for me just turns me into a Picasso. It's amazing. But it does that to everybody because nobody has a symmetrical face, right? Exactly. The side part, at least it allows us to kind of... This eye's droopy today, so I'm mysterious. I'm going to balance that. that, Yeah, exactly. Um, Here's my, here's, I'm going to, I'm working this out as I'm saying this. So let's see where this lands. Okay. So Generation X, maybe, you know how sometimes you have to process um, stuff and then all of a sudden the big idea comes? Maybe we're the generation of processing everything. So we basically did all the work for the next big idea Uh and it was all happening through our conduits and our connections. And then someone picked that up and carried it away maybe maybe there's something to that I don't know we we crawled and ate alone while our parents worked so that Gen Z could run so that my crawled so they could run my niece could come up to me at 16 years old and go there's this great song Sweet Home Alabama it's brand new For me, it was my son's telling me, you really need to listen to this classic rock band, Bon Jovi. Have you ever heard of them? (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, those things get me a little. little, I don't have to worry about missing my Gen X because I don't think I was ever there. Because I fell in love with Neil Diamond when I was 13 years old in 1979. (laughs) And I never listened to really anything else. So I was completely not like any of my friends. I wasn't partying. I wasn't drinking. I was at a roller skating rink. Like, I, I don't remember... Karen, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, I, here I was hiding my, my first crush, Tom Brokaw, shame. <laughs> and you're not exactly stealing Neil Diamond books from the library. Well, I kind of still, I stole his name. So you'd have to be Kathleen Smith Brokaw. <laughs> I could go with that. Yeah. Wow, I'm really considering that now. Kathleen Smith. That's what I did in the 80s to stand out. I just started calling myself Mrs. Neil Diamond, but that's the worst thing I did in the 80s. That's adorable. (laughs) Wolf and Karen Johnson Diamond, who do the Scam Time podcast, as well as Bridging the Gap. And you can find them on Twitter at... 
I, I can broad broads. Fraud broads, that's and that's scam time. At scam time, at the fraud broads. On on Facebook, we're bridging the gap between generations who assume things about each other. Yes, <laughs> the title is there. That's what it is. We just we purposely made it way too long. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can't make it short, then you may as well really go for it. Nail it over the head 20 it's more times. exactly <laughs> what the podcast is about. Therefore, I will make the title that long. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you both so much for bringing, bringing the funny today. Oh, bringing so some happy, fun. bringing some enjoyable. Because oh, not thank you for everything needs to be a serious yeah. conversation, right? <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for having us. Thanks, ladies. Bye. 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 Bye.